Hey, welcome to ACC Talk. My name is Jarrell. Dave. And Quinn. <laughs> All right, so we talked last week about friendship. This week we are talking about singleness. And so really one of the things that I wanted to kick to you guys is in the church, it seems like the church really values married people and children. And so I have heard from single friends that when they're in church, they just feel like they're not very important. And so my question to you guys is, is being single wrong? Is it is it is it bad for the church? Is it bad for the person? What does that look like? Short answer, no. <laughs> is it wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not wrong. And turning it over to Dave. <laughs> I would actually say like one of the figures of our faith was single for his entire life. Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament. Thought you were going to say Jesus. <laughs> preach, preach, right? Hey, let's Jesus was single. Paul was alive longer than Jesus and was single for a longer time than Jesus was. But Paul, yes. but the reason I said Paul was because Paul actually talks about it and he says that I wish you were as I am, where I wish that I wish that you were single. I wish I wish that you were single. And he says it's a gift. He calls singleness a gift and it's a gift because you have an opportunity a special opportunity to focus solely on your relationship with God. You don't have to have all the concerns that a marriage and that children bring into your life. You, you just have fewer concerns and fewer constraints on your schedule. And so you have an opportunity, a singular opportunity to focus on your relationship with God and to focus on making a difference with your life where you're not you, you can just dedicate your life to service and trying to make other people's lives better for Christ because of your singleness. And I think that's why he calls it a gift. I mean, again, Jesus, right? Need we say more? It's no, seriously. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like while many people, honestly, I think feel fearful of potentially that being their calling or something that God would desire for them, it's hard to negate as a person that's married and that has children and knows how much energy that takes and how much intentionality and, and brain space that takes, that if you are single, God would not use you in an entirely different capacity and be able to use you than someone that is married or has children. And so I see the beauty of it. I don't negate that any call we have in life can be hard, but also you just see there's so much there that God can use. And in God's eyes, it's like, yes, this is what I need. I need an open you know, heart and mind to be used for my glory. And singleness gives you that opportunity in an amazing way. That's really good. So my question though is, if we're gonna dive just a little bit deeper, is how do you know that you're called to be single and how do you know that you just haven't found the right person yet? God gives you the desires of your heart come from the Lord. And so if, if you desire things that are scripturally good, like marriage, marriage is scripturally good. If you have that desire in your heart, like I believe that God placed that there. And so if you have that desire, like I would say, maybe you're just in a season of singleness and not necessarily called to singleness. I think for me, as, as I think about calling and I think about when I was called to be a pastor, I, I believe that, that that calling is is real and you feel it. Like the Holy Spirit is direct 
and, and talks about it. Like in the, the people that I have known and been interacted with that were, that, that were called to singleness and were single into their older ages, like in their 70s or 80s, never got married. Those people are the, they, they all, they had a very direct, I can think of one lady that I knew who felt a call to singleness. God told her that he was going to be her husband. And so if there was any situation, any place where she needed a husband to fill that spot, he told her that he was going to fill it and, and he did it. And that was a, that was a step of faith for her in that calling. And so I would say, if you're called to singleness, you'll, you'll know, like you'll feel it. When I think about a person that's wondering if they might be called to singleness, I think about the fact that when you receive a calling, and I consider myself to have had a few times in life where I really feel like God is calling, it's not something that you are questioning. It's not something where you're like, oh, did God speak to me? you know, it's undeniable. You are like, oh my gosh, I am being called. So if you are called to singleness, you would be able to say, the Lord told me this. If you are fearful of being single and think maybe God's calling me to this, but there's no peace and there's fear, I would say that's not of God because that's not how God works. You can be in a calling and think this is hard, but have peace. But if you don't have peace, then it's likely not the call from God. And so I would really say, honestly, seek after God because perfect love cast out fear. And if we're in this fearful mode, that's not the way God works. One of the things that sustains me in times that are hard, that I would consider fulfilling my calling is that I know I was called. So it gives me the peace of knowing I am supposed to do this. This is really hard. It's not what I want in this moment, but it is absolutely well worth it because God told me to do it. And I would say really honestly, the same thing for singleness. That makes me think of the time that we spent in Florida where we moved to help plant a church and we were there for 18 months and I heard the call to move. My wife heard the call to move and it was one of the most difficult, hardest, toughest times in our lives and in our marriage and in our kids' lives. And it's very, it would be very easy to look at that time and say, God wasn't in it, but we know for a fact that he was. And so there's that call can be difficult. That doesn't mean that Jesus didn't call you there. And so that's, that's, I think that's an incredible lesson to take out of that. Mm -hmm. Just because the call is difficult doesn't mean it wasn't a call and I love what Quinn said about peace. I just think that's that's key. You just got to know. We're going to date this podcast. It's 2023. But you're a Christian and you are single. And you know that it's not a calling or you feel like it's not a calling from God to remain single. How in the world in 2023 is a young single person supposed to go about finding someone in a way that they're just not ripping their hair out because I am pretty sure the swiping left and right isn't working. What can they do? Oh my gosh. I love that you're asking that question to three people that have not had to do that. Like, what did you do, Dave? <laughs> I met my wife, like got to know my wife in college. Like I met, I knew Go back who my to wife was in high school. Like I don't, I, there was that relationship that was built. And so, I mean, I, that, that is a good question. I'm going to throw it back to you. Are dating apps okay for Christians? 
I do believe dating apps are okay for Christians. You need to follow where the Lord's leading is in your heart. You may absolutely meet someone, and I hear stories of that in therapy. I know friends that have met online that love the Lord. So absolutely that's possible. I think one of the things that you have to really submit yourself before God and be like, God, if you have allowed this desire for someone in my life to to continue and to remain, then Lord, you have to be the one to fulfill it. And it is a trust process. And that is not easy. But I would say, put yourself in as many environments as you can. Like I said, going to the gym, going to church, going to dinner with friends, you have to be willing to kind of put yourself out there. I do think there is something so special about having the opportunity to meet someone in person, but I will never negate what God can do through something online as well. So I think for me, one of the things that I realized when talking with a young adult, the way that Josie and I had, you know, gone about just anything big that God had in our life was kind of more of this laissez-faire, like, God, whatever you have for us, we'll take. And so something like specifically like children, we just kind of felt like, God, we don't feel like we're ready. We don't know if we're ready for the season. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to be controlling of maybe what you want to do in our lives and prevent that thing from happening. And so with that, we, when I was having this conversation with this young adult and saying like, them thinking like, maybe I'm not ready to get into a relationship right now. Maybe I'm not at that place. Obviously, if you're like in a terrible place and you need to be doing reparative work on yourself, do that. But oftentimes what I find is, is for every jump in, in every season, you rarely feel like you're ready. And instead of trying to control, like maybe I'll get a job, maybe I'll get a house, maybe I'll do all this career thing you might find that you just are ending up in a place that there might be someone right in front of you that got his place in your life that you've maybe been just just thinking because I'm not ready or because maybe that's not the person definitely don't date everyone or just anyone but you might just be in a place where you're just like I'm not ready and so you might be missing out on something that God is like putting right in front of you I mean what I I was not ready for marriage I just, I was not ready. I just was not ready. I, I proposed. And if, if, if somebody does this to my child, I'll, my mind will explode. I proposed with no idea what my job was going to be after college. No idea where I was going to live after college. I just, it was going to work out. Like I just, there was, I feel like with, with marriage in relationships, there's always going to be some level of leap of faith, like like in our faith, in our relationship with Jesus. Like it's not, there's going to be a point where you have to just accept and move forward. And I think just, I think it just kills people sometimes because they're waiting for everything to be perfect. And it won't be perfect. Like the... Do, the questions that I want you to ask for yourself about a person is that, do they love Jesus as much as or more than you do? And if that is true and you have an attraction to them, let's, you're going to be okay because the relationship with Jesus will be the center of everything and you'll figure out all the other stuff out. But stop waiting for it to be perfect because it's just never going to happen. Ecclesiastes tells us that if if we wait for things to be perfect, nothing will ever get done. Nothing. 
Nothing will ever get done. I tell people who are waiting for kids this all the time because they're like, oh, we just got to do this and got to do this and got to do this. Stop waiting for it to be perfect because it will never, you'll never move on and you'll never do anything if you wait for it to be perfect. And I want you to apply that to your dating life and to the idea of getting married. Married. Stop waiting for it to be perfect. There's going to be some point where you have to just walk forward into, like with the Israelites, they had to walk forward through the Red Sea. They didn't know what was going to be on this other side, didn't know what it was going to happen. They just had to walk forward, and we have to do that in our relationships. Okay, to counter that a little bit, that was amazing. Okay, that was amazing. And I don't even know if I want this to be a sound clip, but the one thing I would say that could be a discerning point when you're dating somebody is, do you look at that person and go, they are honestly incredible. They check every box and they're just amazing, but I'm just scared. I'm just scared. Then you are dealing with fear. If there are a list of things you can say, do not seem right, but you are just ready to jump in, then you need to wait because there's a difference between fear being something holding you back and actually the traits within the person being something you need to think about. And that's something that when we have discernment, that's where we want to take a moment to really think and pray through who we are with. I will say, I actually think there's a lot of value from taking time to date someone that you're really not sure about because the best that can happen is God can reveal, yes, this is exactly who it's supposed to be. And the worst that can happen is is you learn, okay, those are traits that I do not want in a person. And often someone may possess in a really amazing quality that you didn't know would fulfill something in your heart that you wouldn't even know that is what I want. That is what I want. But they may have some other things where you go, but that's not it either, you know? But you can grow and learn along the way. So don't be scared to date and you never know. You just never know what you might learn. Yeah, Dave and I were millennial pastors. Like we 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 found our wives and in just a mere few weeks we got married to them. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many questions <laughs> that yeah. we did not ask or that we yeah. did not know. Well, and, it, and we dove in and like it, it's by the grace of God. Yeah. Because he's been so good to us. Like obviously I think Dave and I would both say and we're going to we're going to probably save this conversation for the marriage one, but it is by the grace of God in in diving in. Like, I think had we like known anything like, where are we going to stay? Healthcare, you know, what job are we going to work and all of those different things. Like, I think about that for my own daughters, like that person needs not apply. <laughs> if you don't know those things, stay away from my family. But with that being said, yeah, I definitely, I definitely resonate with both of those, both of those things of the wisdom and the in the dispelling fear. The character was in place though. And that's what I would say is the difference here. When their character is in place, then okay, we got something good. You know, we got something godly. The unknowns of the job, the the next step, the, well, how, what about this? Well, will we have this? Will we have that? That's an entirely different thing. And so, you know, I think it's beautiful when you're like, you are the one. Everything else is in question. <laughs> that's okay. God can work with that part. So I think that part's really sweet. Unfortunately, I deal with people that had everything else in place and the person. <laughs> the person is not the one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We are going to save a little bit of this conversation for marriage and all those sort of things for next week's episode on marriage. But we just want to thank you guys for joining ACC Talk. 